Hi, I'm JD. This is Chimera Cast, a production of the Chimera Collective. If you enjoy our podcast, please consider leaving us a review on your favorite podcatcher. We also have merch available and just launched our Patreon. For backing, you'll gain access to our Discord and the ability to vote on upcoming seasides. You can also get an RSS feed for an unabridged tableside version of the podcast, which includes all our banter, rules discussions, and session debriefs. We'll also have game readings and occasional exclusive seasides in that feed. Links to the details and our social media are in the show notes. Hi, I'm Zach. I'm playing Melio Moretti, the bard. Hi, I'm Ryan. I'm playing Urazidi, the spellblade. Hi, I'm Nathan. I'm playing Kimmon Belaskis, the shaman. I'm JD. I'm your dungeon master for this game. This is ChimeraCast, a Dungeon World actual play podcast. Last time, the three of you plus Navoth, your elven companion, fought some chariots that were driven by skeletons and pulled by skeletal horses. And then, after uh, resoundingly defeating the chariots, you approached this collection of trophies, basically this tropeon that is sort of an offering to the god of war or a memorial to a victory that happened here, and each of you grabbed an item that called to you in some way. So I'm going to just tell you what these are and what they do. I don't need you guys to spout lore or anything on them. I don't care. Feel free to use them right away, because the angle that I took on this is that they called to your spirit in some way, shape, or form, right? Melio, you grabbed an archer's mitt, as you described it, right? Something designed to aid an archer while shooting. So this is the falconer's mitt. The reason that you were drawn to it is that the falconer's mitt was used by Amaklion, one of the war council of the centaurs of Nadrathis, whose island was destroyed by the Cyclopean king. Does that follow? Yeah. Not that you know this in character, but... No, not at all. Out of character, I'm just telling you guys. Cool. So there are centaurs in our world effective immediately. I think they already existed. Assuming that they're not all killed from this event. Yeah. No, no, no. Right. So, the Falconer's Mitt, it will add an additional range category to all ranged items. If it's an item that can only shoot near, you add far to it. If it's a thrown weapon, you can add the near tag to it. You have a longer range for everything that you use. Cool. Additionally, you can fire into the air, which will summon a Spectral Falcon, which can give you a bird's eye view on a battlefield. Hell yeah. That's sick. This allows you to potentially communicate at long range to others. You can also use it to harass your opponents. There's some other details here that I'll pass along. Probably the most important one is that whenever the Falcon is up, you take plus one forward if you put yourself in a spot while volleying. Cool. A mechanical question, plus one forward when putting yourself in a spot when volleying, that's after you do that. Yeah, you do the volley, and then if you say, like, oh, I reposition myself, 
in order to get a better shot, then you take plus one forward after that. Cool. The idea being that you know where to move when you need to move. You choose the optimum spot that you can choose, even though you have to get closer or whatever. Right on. That's the idea. I like that. Whenever you get rid of the Falcon or whenever you don't want it anymore, you deal an extra 1d6 damage to anything that you hit. It'll dive down into it and... Oh, like release its spirit energy. Right. Dope. Into it. Rizidi, you pulled out some banded armor. So this is the Lorica Vortex. This is worn by Kilnesh the Siegebreaker. Should be pretty obvious why you were attracted to it. Dude was famous for breaking sieges. So each ridge of this finely crafted banded armor is sharpened. So at will, the blades whirl around you like a tornado rather than protecting you, granting plus three damage even on a failed hack and slash instead of three armor. Is it three armor normally? Yes. Oh, fuck. However, whenever you activate this, you can harm allies or yourself, so add the dangerous tag to anything you do. So far, these items are fucking rock. Hey, thank you. All right, don't fuck this one up. <laughs> I got a big stick. <laughs> plus two damage, big stick hits hard. <laughs> the real name's not much better. <laughs> This is the Bruiser. Cool. So the Bruiser, your studded club, was used by the Brazen Mechanism, a golem which contained and was controlled by the soul of its sorceress master. Ritual markings are on each stud, and it cannot be damaged or broken. If you kill a creature without breaking its skin and draining any blood, you enthrall their corpse. So your Bruisers, as they are called, will follow simple directions without complaint or hindrance to their own body. However, if maintained too long or punctured, they will lose their integrity and fall apart quickly. The weapon is also forceful and ignores armor, and you can hack and slash with charisma instead of strength, if you choose. It's dope. Everybody cool with your magic items? If not, speak now or forever hold your peace. Nope, love my magic items. Yeah, it's cool. Okay. This is a little bit of advice to anybody who's making magic items. It's a lot more fun to make a magic item by thinking about who used it last. Mm-hmm. Yeah, either who used it last or what did they do with it. Right. And have them do a thing instead of giving them stats. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, all of these have, like, mechanics involved, but really coming up with, like, what they do fictionally was more interesting. So there you go. The Tropion, it was, like, an interesting idea of just, like, I wanted you guys to be able to describe an item you were interested in, and then it was fun to come up with stuff that, you know, I wouldn't have come up with otherwise. So then after the Tropion, which I know we got kind of dragged down there while I described things, but whatever. All of you made your way to the outside wall of the Cyclopolis, the place that you had been headed to this entire campaign, where you met 138 heads on a spike who greeted you, I guess. And then the end result of that was the drawbridge coming down and the skeleton of a giant emerging. So that's where we're going to pick back up. Any questions about anything? No, I don't think so. That was a pretty straightforward episode last time. Great. So just to reset the scene a little bit, You guys are on the edge of the Cyclopolis, which is lined by stone walls. There is a moat around the outside of it, which is a pit with a bunch of sharp fangs sticking out of it, basically. Teeth, spikes, whatever. Organic spikes. At the front entrance where you guys are at is the gate, which has a mural depicting all of the creatures of the world bowing before this Cyclops, including death itself. The walls of the Cyclopolis have, like, fleshy growths on them. They're kind of like buttresses. Think of it that way, like ridges of flesh that kind of descend down into the moat. There are platforms at the top of the gate where some skeletons are hanging out. There is a ballista on each side. And then there is this head on a spike that sits kind of jutting out over the top of it that has been speaking to you. 
The drawbridge itself had a bunch of spikes on the edges of it, slammed down into the ground before you at the beckoning of 130 gateheads and emerging from out underneath the gateway, having to duck down beneath that mural that I described, is a skeletal giant. This creature is wearing armor and stands as full 40 feet in front of you. It is massive. Its tusks are jutting out at many angles from its skeletal face. It has a chain around its neck with a rolled piece of vellum attached to it. And in one of its hands, it has a sword that looks like... Do you guys know what a bardish is? No. It's like an axe, like a wide, long axe. Think of it that way. With a hole in the center where like the rod goes through or whatever. It kind of looks like that. It's a massive blade. And it is dripping some kind of viscous liquid along the edge of the blade out from two holes. As it emerges, you're hit with this smell of rot and decay that seems to waft off of it. Tamuk is gonna kill you. Tamuk is gonna kill you. The head on a spike is mocking you. I hope you're all ready to die. <laughs> Tamuk is standing on the drawbridge, but is not actively coming at you. Uh, Rizidi steps up in front of his companions. New armor glistening in the sunlight. Mm. Rizidi steps in front of his two companions and does like with talent lowered at the giant flicks towards himself like come and get it. What do the other two of you do? Well, I was trying to defend, right? Like I'm standing in the way. Oh, oh okay, okay. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. yeah, I didn't realize you were going for that, but absolutely. That is an eight. So I get one hold, right? Yes, that is correct. And then, yeah, the other two of you are just standing and waiting. You're letting, letting Urizidi do his thing or what? No, we're going we're gonna to talk. Just trying to... Melio, Navoth, you see that scroll around its neck? Yeah. I see it. It might be animating it. We should try for that. At least a place to start. What do you, what do you mean try for it? Isn't it on a chain around its neck? It's like it's just a piece. It's just a piece of paper, right? Yeah, it is. But Navath is maybe intimidated by this very big skeleton. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm I'm sorry. I'm just making sure I wasn't misunderstood. <laughs> Look, it's big. Don't get close. Try to break that vial. Maybe it'll just collapse. Otherwise, Zidi, are we chopping it down? I don't think we really have much of a choice. We really need to take a rest <laughs> so that I can stop doing that. Left or right? Are you asking me? Yes. He just shrugs. Now, Kimmon's already started moving off to his left. Wait. Zidi. And I grab you by the shoulder. And my hand feels heavier than generally. And then you notice ink start to kind of spill out and onto your glistening and pretty armor. War isn't about looks. It's about effectiveness. There was once a great warrior in Luko. A ruler. An oft-forgotten son. A bladesmith. It said that he could cut through the air itself, that he could part seas with his blade, and that his defenses were impenetrable. So may you take on that mock. Trying to use a little bit of my arcane art here to uh, bind my ink to Zidi's blade. And you see the ink kind of like swell around and start connecting your hand to Talon, creating this kind of sticky entwining. That'll be a nine. Seven through nine, your spell works, but you draw unwanted attention. Or your magic reverberates to other targets affecting them as well. 
<laughs> hey, get that one. Get that one. He's casting a spell. Is that? Do you want that one or do you? I believe that. Yeah, I think yeah, that's the I best option. Yeah. Let's get it started off. Like, yeah. Let's get it going. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Do you have any damage marked right now? Just one point. I still have 20 hit points. Then how about the next time someone successfully assists the target with aid, they get plus two instead of plus one, and you have plus 2d4 to your next damage. Hell yeah. As this ink just binds to Talon, accenting it, historical blade folks, do you know anything about the weapon crafting of like the early Italian era of swords? Early when Italy was Italy, or early like Roman? <laughs> just in the sense of, do you have uh, some some idea of how it might be different than what your blade typically looks like a piece of flair that could add on to oh, it I that would you. give it like a you know a little florentine snazzle oh what's it called when the, the like lines are in it hung over brain fog damascus damascus steel yeah it like changes the lines oh it gives it a patina basically yeah kind of yeah except it's, it's like the different metals that they slam together to give it like a pattern Fuck yeah, that's exactly what happens, is that the ink, like, creates that look across the, the side of the blade. Sick. Hell yeah, that's sweet. As soon as I feel that, like, boost of power, I grin over my shoulder at Melio. Thanks, now stand back. While you're feeling this empowerment coming from your bard companion, the skeletal giant takes a couple of steps forward and swings down with this massive blade. To it, it almost looks like it has like a short sword, but it still has quite a bit of reach, obviously. These long arms come slamming down towards the two of you. What do you do? So I have one hold. I am going to... So what? I can basically either choose to take all of it, open it up, have the damage, mm -hmm. or deal your damage. Right? Okay. Um... I would like to make a request, but it doesn't help you guys at all. If you can open it up, I want to run up its arm, oh. but uh, that doesn't help you guys in this attack necessarily. You know what I mean? And uh, there's a fair chance that it does 20 damage. That doesn't seem outside the realm of possibility. <laughs> uh, no, I think I, I like that idea a lot. So it's like swinging at Melio. You're in the way, but yeah. Yeah. We're in a straight line, and it's going to try and bisect that line. <laughs> I'm going to try to jump into its wrist and knock it off balance as it's hitting me. You can slow it. You're not going to knock it off balance. Mechanically, he's still he's going to get the plus one. Yeah, yeah, it's it's huge. I I mean more like creating that opening. Like I'm yeah, diving yeah, yeah. on its wrist like it's a grenade kind of. There you go. To try to like hold its arm, slow it down long enough to give him this chance. Yeah, I like that. Cool. Melio, what are you doing? I'm going to try and move quickly backwards and push Navoth as well yelling at them to ready their arrows because I think we're going to try and hold down the distance to try and create, you know, distraction. And So from both of you, it sounds like you're both moving quickly. Give me a Defy Danger plus Dexterity. This includes you, Ruzidi. You still have to dodge the blade before you can act. Yeah, you're, you're getting the opening, right, but you're still... Right. Yeah. Seven. Seven. Seven to both of you? Yeah. <laughs> As it slams down into the ground, cracks form, and it drags part of the ground in front of the drawbridge down, collapsing it into the moat. Mm. So all three of you, so Uruzidi, Melio, and Navath, 
are all kind of trying to, having to scramble in order to get back up. So it'll take you a minute to be able to act. Not a minute. Was I whatever. able to successfully use my hold then? I think so, just because you have it. I think you should be able to use right. it. Okay. You're the one that's closest to this arm, so it's still, as it smashes into the ground, right, it's collapsing under you, and maybe you grab onto the bony wrist of the giant. Cool. And that's kind of the way that you are going to recover yourself. Does that all follow? Yeah, I actually have an idea, but I want Kimmin to go first. Oh, yeah. As soon as I see this arm slam into the ground, for once, Kimmin's, like, a little comfortable with this, where it's, like, finally just a big dumb thing, <laughs> right? Like, yeah, I'm going to dive and try to jump onto its arm, and I'm going to start crawling up its arm and toward its head, given that this works. Yeah. The fighting your plus... I'm thinking Dex here. If you want to make an argument for something else, that's fine. But the nimbleness required to climb up a creature that's moving, I think, feels more Dex to me. Dex is fine. Kimmin, as a character, was a bit unfocused to me for a long time, and so my stats are a mess. I pretty much have plus one in almost every stat, so <laughs> it's it's the same for almost everything. That's a seven. You begin making your way up this skeleton's arm, but it's not easy, right? It's difficult to stay on top of it and keep moving. You're slow to get up there, and you see it reaching with its other hand toward you. You can keep going, or you can jump off. Oh no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep going. Let's keep You're going. Committing? All right. Yeah. Yeah. It's reaching for you. It's gonna grab you. What do you do? I mean, it's like not particularly fast, which isn't to say that this is, you know. But when it goes to reach for me, I'm gonna try to drop down and hang off of one of the bones in its arm. Sure. Try to skin the cat back up. It's boring, but it still feels like Dex to me. <laughs> That's fine. That's what I All did. Right. <laughs> so fight injury plus Dex, please. Ten. So you're able to do this, right? And it's going to grab for you, and it just grabs onto open bone instead of actually being able to grab you. And as it lifts its arm up to, you know, maybe shake you off or something, pulling this big blade out of the ground with it and everything, you're able to scramble over onto its shoulder. And I think you're within reaching distance of this chain. It doesn't look very large. Like, the chain doesn't look very thick on this giant, but it is, in fact, a very thick chain made of very fine metal, just to set that up. I'm going to cut back to the other three of you. The ground is kind of collapsed underneath you, and part of it falls away into the moat, dissipating down into the fleshy mass that is at the bottom of it. And it's pulled this blade up again. Can I still be holding onto its wrist? I think it was just enough time to give him that opening, right? To give that plus one. Gotcha. So yeah, it's, it's pulled it up, and it's going to bring this blade back down on you guys again. What do you do? Urazidi falls back into that sort of like whirling dust storm where his magic comes from. So that's, I guess, what I'm doing as I see it like pulling back to try for another swing. He's trying to use my blade magic. Let's do it. That's a seven. Sorry. It's math. <laughs> yeah, it's so dramatic. I, I was like, what? <laughs> hangover and math. All right, a seven. So you get what? One hold from that? Yeah, just one. Right on. Melio, what are you doing? If we're not clambering anymore? Yeah, you're back up to your feet. It's just you weren't able to act. Yeah. As it's swinging down, I'm just yelling, Navoth, hit the shoulder. Got my bow out and trying to coordinate a double bow attack on the shoulder, like at the joint. Sure. Are you going for damage here or are you trying to just distract it? I think it's more like trying to immobilize, like, we probably can't take the arm off with arrows, but I think, like, maybe we can get caught up where we get enough bolts in there. That's kind of the hope. Stop its swing from coming down on us again, if we can buy ourselves a reprieve. Hmm. Okay, cool. 
I realize now this might have been a bad move because I know what it is. <laughs> if that's what you're going to do, mm-hmm. I'm going to spend my hold to give you an advantage as your arrows are flying through the air, actually make it gum up the works, right? Mm. It's like crystallized volcanic glass where your arrows hit that like spreads out momentarily. Oh, interesting. What do you... Blade magic. Yeah, no, I know, but what's the option that you're choosing? Take away an enemy's advantage or give an advantage to an ally. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. Does that work? Yeah, I'm fine with it. I'm okay with it. Okay. I'm just trying to think of the roll. I mean, normally volley plus dex. We can still do that, I guess. I just, I'm tired of defying danger plus dexterity. Because I'm directing uh, Navath, I'll give you, it's quick thinking. Ah, okay. Because I'm direct, I'm directing to try and hit the joint. Totally. Yeah. Give me a uh, plus intelligence then. Yeah. It could also be not that this is bad. You could also do defy danger plus ammo spent would be an option here. Oh, I really like that. Given that you talked about the idea of like multiple arrows going into it. That's super fun. I'm into that. I'm into that. I have two. So I'll spend an ammo to do this. Cool. That sounds fun. Yeah. So you guys are releasing multiple arrows, right? Yeah, exactly. Really trying to get in there. And then this magic is helping. Hopefully it's helping enough. I like it a lot. It looked like snake eyes to uh, me. It's a four. No! Uh, oh, oh, <laughs> damn. Geez. Yeah, no. I'm going to spend that ammo. And then, uh, yeah, we're uh, not in a good place. Oh, one no. ammo left. And That's too bad. That is too- this was cool. I really liked this scene. Yeah, it was like a good spot. Oh, no. Oh. Oh, no. That's more fun. This blade comes swinging by, and it hacks through Navath's arm and leg. Fuck. <laughs> Through, like, clean through? Yeah. Holy fucking... And obviously they collapse. <laughs> That's bad. You, I don't know. You guys are very subdued for watching uh, watching that person get hacked through. You you have the scene. I want you to do stuff. <laughs> Holy shit. What? No, that sucks. Don't Holy. get me wrong. But as soon as JD said, no, that's better. I knew what was happening. <laughs> Did you not know what was happening? So, all right. This sword comes through and hacks off Navath's arm and leg. Yeah. You know, Navath is posed to loose the arrow. Yeah. And so, like, it's a power stance going on. So it's just that left Holy arm and fu- left it leg. It just comes through the shoulder, too. The arm is completely straight through. Jesus. Smashes Christ. down into the ground. Navath is screaming. My screaming matches the pitch of Navath's <laughs> as I just, like, go into a little bit of, like, a primal, you know, that's a little overwhelming. This thing probably is, like, trying to pick back up its blade. I just throw my bow to the side. I'll retrieve that later. You can break it. I don't give a damn. I pull out my axes, screaming bloody hell. Just I'm like, and I'm going to try and take both my blades and try and cut its hand off. Give me a hack and slash. (laughs) Holy shit. Ten. Nice. Roll your damage. Oh, do you want to put yourself in a spot? It sounds like you are. I think I am. I, I don't yeah. want to, but I am. It sounds I like think. you're being emotional. Yeah, right? I'm being totally emotional. This is such a... Let's do it. Kick ass. <laughs> okay, so I get an extra D6 yes, from Yes, you do. Okay. Oh, God. I got too excited. Six, seven, eight. Eight and two piercing. Eight with two piercing. Damn. All right. You chop into this thing pretty harshly. I think one of the bones even like breaks through, right? Like there's two bones in your forearm. You cut through one of them. Cool. This is a great comic book panel, right? <laughs> it's the slashing down and the fractures of bones flying up in my face as my hair's like back. And that's totally, that's a great classic comic book panel. Yeah. 
And Tamuk, this giant, sweeps its blade across, not to cut you, because um, it's like the flat edge of the blade after it's chopped into Navath, and just knocks you down into the moat. That's a callback to the beginning of this game. <laughs> <laughs> I can hate moats. <laughs> Come in. It's been a minute. Let's get back over to you. Obviously, a lot has been going on, but you're still on this thing's shoulder. What are you going for? Yeah, I've been like hanging on to this chain. How big are we talking for the links? Are we talking like wrist? Yeah, probably. They're big for sure. Yeah. So I've been I've been like hanging on to this chain as this giant is bucking. And we've established that Kimmon already thinks that maybe this thing is being animated by this scroll. I can hear a bunch of shit going on out. I know better than to look. You know what I mean? Mm. Where it's like one problem at a time. I can't like swing down this chain, but I also, I guess I kind of like him swinging down this chain. An Errol Flynn kind of move. Mm. That's cool. I mean, what are you going for? Are you just trying to grab it? Just trying to get to the scroll, which assuming I can get there, I imagine is trivial, but... Getting there is the hard part. Right. Yeah, pretty much. Maybe a con just to hold on tight. Sounds so good. Give me a defied intro plus constitution. One of my few plus zeros. Nice. Good. That's a seven. Seven. Come in. You can grab onto this scroll like you were hoping. This rolled up vellum scroll on this chain. But in order to get it, it's reaching again to grab you. So you can grab it and you'll pull it away, but it'll have a hold of you. Or you can let go and drop down. I mean, no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hold on. Let's see what happens. It's such a bad idea. <laughs> you hear Navoth screaming behind you, but are still unable to see, like, what's going on. You hear, oh, that's one of you. Ooh, that looks like that hurts. One dead. The rest of you soon, though. Come on, Tamuk, you've got him. <laughs> and yeah, it grabs you and pulls you away, Kimmin, but you're holding on to this large vellum scroll that's furled around. And it begins driving you towards one of its tusks to impale you. Ruzidi, you hear Navath's screams behind you. Yeah. As well as Melio's war cry, if nothing else, his screaming as he tries to fight it. But then Melio is knocked over the edge of the moat. Yeah, I've had it with this thing. <laughs> and I'm going to try to knock it down to size. I'm going to run in underneath of its legs. And I'm basically going to, between like whirling Talon around... And I'm going to activate the Lorica Vortex, and I'm going to try to demolish one of its ankles with just like an all-out shot with everything. Right. First of all, you're going to have to get past its reach, right? Because you're talking about getting underneath its range of motion. So that'll be the first thing. How do you do that? It's going to be sweeping this blade at you to prevent you from doing this. Urizidi is watching Temuk, and Urizidi has taken as part of his schooling... Because Razi's probably one of the few characters I've ever had who's had, like, school, right? Like, mm-hmm. tutelage. Mm-hmm. He's doing the math. Basically, he's seeing where the sword swing goes. Uh, he's trying to, like, quickly calculate where the, the swing is going to take him. All right, so I know that you're going for intelligence, but I, I don't buy it. That's not a plan. That's just reacting to something. What You've calculated where the blade is going. What do you do now? Fine. I'm dodging. That's I'm fine. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Figuring out where the blade is going is not a plan, so it's not quick thinking is my read on that, right? The plan was just to not be there, so dodging is fine. Can I ask the (laughs) peanut gallery, how do you guys feel about this? Just go with Dex. Dex is fine. It doesn't have to be... No, it's fine. 
I know what you were going for, Ryan, which was the Robert Downey Jr. Sherlock moment. Yeah. Yeah. But that interpretation, I think, has to be a class move and not like something you can really just bring in is kind of how I feel. It's Battlemaster shit is what it is, actually. Yeah. Which I actually thought about the, using that as a multi-class for Rizidi yeah. could be a Yeah, that would have been dope. For sure. Yeah, for sure. Anyway, yes, please defy danger plus dexterity. I'm sorry. Uh, that's an eight. You duck underneath this blade. It's a giant. It's more likely to over swing than it is to under swing. So you duck underneath it. But as you make your way across the drawbridge, you find a fleshy appendage gripping onto your leg, preventing you from moving further. That has reached up from the bottom of the moat and is going to attempt to drag you down into it. Melio, you're in a similar situation, having been knocked over the edge. How do you recover? I think we're going to handle that first. In a mound of fleshiness, right? Not very well, I assume. <laughs> You're not in a mound of fleshiness. You are falling towards the fleshiness. Oh, I'm like in the side of the... I'm yeah, the sides of the moat are lined with these like fangs, these organic looking spikes. I'm going to try and grab one of those organic looking spikes. Cool. Go to stop yourself. You can probably, depending on the roll, might be able to recover enough and pull yourself out of this by this. But um, define ninja plus constitution, probably, to catch yourself. Yeah, totally. If that's okay. I'm also catching a blade. Right, exactly. Basically. Yep. Yeah, so I, I agree with that. <clears throat> oh, no. Go on now. That's a five. That's a six. Jesus. Oh. You've stopped yourself from falling down into the bottom of this thing. <laughs> Great. And then you realize that the two sides of the moat are collapsing on themselves. Oh, you hate to feel <laughs> the crushing imminence of certain death. Yes, yeah, so these spikes from the back are beginning to pierce into you. They haven't done any damage yet, but you're not in a good spot. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Kimin, you're about to get impaled on a tusk. You're fully in the grip of this giant. What do you do? Yeah, I guess all I can do is try to push myself free and drop down. I don't know what else. That's the logical solution. Yeah, and that's what Kimin does is the logical thing. Give me a defy danger plus strength, please. All right, dice. It's a 12. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're able to pry these bony fingers away from your body and drop down underneath the skeleton, holding the vellum scroll that you were after. The first thing I do when I land is look at what this scroll says. If you want to do that now or later. I'll probably do it later because there's a lot going on, I think, in this moment. That's fine. But yeah, it's good to know. You unroll it and try to begin reading it or deciphering it. Urizidi. You are being pulled down by a sort of tentacle across this drawbridge and it's going to try to drag you down into the moat. What do you do? I am going to use the Lorica Vortex to slice apart this thing, hopefully so that I can keep running towards the legs of this giant. Yeah. Right, because are they blades that come away from the armor or is it like they swirl around me? The armor itself floats and then begins swirling around you. So it, it lifts off oh, of your okay. body, which is why it doesn't offer protection anymore. Right. So yeah, I think so. So does that track what I'm doing with it? Or do they not slash like that? No, 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 they do. I'm just trying to think. Okay. Because of the fact that they're dangerous, and this is the first time you're using it, and there's a situation going on, I'm still going to have you defy danger. In this case, I'll buy an intelligence, because it is quick thinking to say like, oh, I can just use this new armor I got to slice things or whatever. Okay. So give me a Defy Ninja Plus Intelligence because you came up with this plan, and then I won't have you roll damage. If it works, it works. That is a 12. 
Yeah, this armor pulls away from you, or the bands of this armor. And this is finer iron than, yeah, I mean, it is, it's iron, is what it is. It's not bronze right. anymore, right? And so it begins swirling around, and these sharp edges slice through the tentacle that's been grabbing onto you, and it writhes back as if in pain and withdraws back down into the moat. And you can push forward as you were. I do so. I'm charging. I'm going to try to slice through at this thing's ankle. For sure. We'll get there. Melio, you are being potentially pierced by these teeth of the moat. What are you doing? I'm trying to climb out of this pit. I got to use all that is given to me, which is apparently is a bunch of spikes, <laughs> which are going to cut my hands pretty bad. Sure. I'm trying to nimbly climb these teeth, trying not to cut myself too bad. You can do so. Cool. If you're willing to take the damage as these teeth drag along your skin as you pull yourself out. Because these teeth are, you're saying there are a lot of them. Is that what the kind of situation is? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I will take that damage. Let's fucking go. All right. Hell yeah. It'll be a D8 of damage as you drag yourself up out of this pit. Does armor apply? Armor does apply, yeah. Sweet. It's going to be six. All right. Ouch. They drag through you. I mean, you have to literally pull yourself up out. They slice me good. Yeah. Yeah. I'll give you some juice because I think this is great. They slice across my face. They like cut it up really bad. And let's say they joker me a little bit on one side where they tear the... Oh, it catches your mouth as it's biting down? I'm at 11 HP and I'll take Scarred. Oh, sure. (laughs) (laughs) You've successfully dragged yourself out of the moat, taking some harm as these fangs cut through you. Kimmin, you have begun trying to read this scroll. There's a problem. Is that it's written in a script that is ancient and takes some work. You're going to spend the time to try to decipher it. You recognize it as potentially a variant of Elvish that you've seen. You know that you can probably read it and make sense of it. It's just, it might take some time. But it's a variant of Elvish. It looks like that, yeah. Do it. Read the book. Oh, I was going to look up and see Navoth and try to save Navoth. From what? Being already dead? Are they dead? <laughs> I don't think they're dead. I think they're just extremely fucked up. I don't think a simple tourniquet will fix this. <laughs> well, don't get me wrong. They're not going to be okay after this, but... No, I, th- I, I think you leave them for the wolves, as it were. <laughs> they lost an arm and a leg. Leave them for dead. Fuck, man. It's hardcore. I mean, Nathan Slash came in. Do what you want to do. Yeah, well, yes, also. But also just know that, like, saving them, that's something we do after we're not in mortal danger, right? Like, well, they're, they're just bleeding out on the ground. I'm going to save you when it's convenient to me. That <laughs> still doesn't track, man. I'm saying, what are you doing to save them? I guess you're in the heat of the moment. It that's the matter. whole fucking point is it was supposed to be heat of the moment. Now, as soon as it looks like Elvish to me, I'm going to look up to see where Navath is and see their bisected body on the ground. Yeah. We're going to run over there. Interesting. You were running from down below the skeleton and then further on, right? Yes. It's very aware of the fact that you just stole its scroll and got out from under its grip. So how are you just running outright? Are you watching to make sure that the skeleton doesn't attack you or anything? No, this is an emotional bolting. I'm not totally thinking about the situation. I'm just running. Right on. That's a sprint, it sounds like. Give me a defy danger plus strength. That is appropriately a six. Fuck. Uruzidi, you're seeing your companion who has grabbed the scroll trying to run past you as you're moving in to make your attack. You going to do anything to help? 
pull this giant attention away, maybe? If he got an aid, it would put him... Yeah, oh, oh, I think Urazidi is trying to make himself a big target. He's, like, whirling Talon, and he has this Vortex armor kind of swirling around him, almost, like, peacocking a little bit, like, trying to pull aggro. <laughs> sure. That is a six. Oh, Jesus. Urizidi, you see this blade coming down, sweeping across hard. You could prevent it from hitting Kimmin if you take it instead. You realize in that split second that you could potentially save your friend, but it's up to you. Uh, Urizidi does not stop oh, the blow. You yeah. son of a bitch! Oh. Oh. Urzi thinks he has a better chance of killing this thing if he closes with it and ending the fight. There better be some emotional fallout after this, Ryan, if you're doing oh, this. Absolutely. There will be. The coward's way. Do I see it? Well, I don't care if you see it. Aren't you crawling out of a pit? Yes. He got out of the pit. Oh, okay. You could potentially do something, but I don't know if you're going to be able to stop this from happening. No, 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 no. I'm not stopping anything. I just see him be a coward. Oh, wait, wait, no, wait. I like that. Oh. <laughs> that's good. Yeah, of course. You hesitate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what I want. I want to see you not help your friend. Kimmin has gotten his ass beat every single time. And so the, the, a coward may be appropriate. I don't necessarily think coward is totally fair to give you some credit here, Ryan. But yeah. Well, it's not me who's doing it. Right, you are. No, you're a ZD. You are doing it. <laughs> it's what my character would do. It's what my character would do. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I also I'm think also... it's the more interesting fictional decision. No, it, absolutely. It, That's good. also why I'm asking yeah. oh. the more interesting fictional, do I see you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, I don't want you two to just tiff. I want to create a rift in <laughs> the party. Yeah, I, I wasn't trying to be like, Ryan's making the wrong decision. That's no. not what That's not what I meant at all, because that's not how I feel. Good. Okay. Hit me, daddy. Kim in this slimy, stinking blade cuts into you. It'll be a best of 2d12. Okay. <laughs> armor applies, and there's no additions. I'm going to tell you that right now. Okay. Armor applies, and there's no additions. I can't die. I can go to one. That is, that is the worst that can happen here. That's a 10. That's where we're starting. <laughs> now that's a 12. <laughs> I said I I am so sorry because I said it in my head. I said it can't get any worse. Nah, that's fine. It's we knew it was gonna happen. Now I'm at one. I thought I'd roll twelve on the first one. So. It's not good. Given that you were running away from this thing, it's not going to do what it did to Navath and chop off multiple limbs. Good. <laughs> it is, however, going to cut through the back of your thigh, which makes you unable to walk. And you go smashing hard onto the drawbridge. It stings. And almost immediately you can smell your leg rotting. Urizidi, you've decided that instead of helping your friend, you're going to charge towards this skeleton. What are you doing? Yeah, uh, like my plan has been the whole time, <laughs> cutting through the bones at its foot. Give me a hack and slash. That is a 10. Would you like to put yourself in the spot? Absolutely. Fuck yeah. So I'm rolling a d10, a d6, 2d4, plus 5. <laughs> Wait, plus 5? Because I'm using the vortex, the Lorica vortex, plus 3. Yeah. 
plus I have plus two on Talon as well. Oh, there we go. Okay, that's so the, if I yep. I'm like nope. going nuclear. Yep. Let's do it. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Twenty five. <laughs> 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 you smash into this giant's ankle. But because you're fully committed, right, you have to be at this point. As it topples and the bones go swaying and swinging, falling down into the moat, most of them. But a few of them collapse onto you. This pile of bones on top of the drawbridge, you underneath them, feeling the weight of them pressed down on you. You can't breathe. But Tamuk is destroyed. Oh, what? Tough. You cheated. You guys cheated. No one can... D- d- only one of you got killed? Come on! Melio, you're kind of the only one that can move right now. <laughs> yeah. What do you do? So I crawled out of this pit. I saw, obviously, ZD's kind of failure to help our compatriot. But ZD's also buried under bones, right? Yes. I go there first. Because right, I see the collapse of the bones on top of them. So I'm going to try and move these bones out of the way. Make sure ZD's are. What are you numbskulls doing? Get the drawbridge back up! Get it up! Get it up! Before they get inside! Hey, we... Stop! We beat... And at that, the drawbridge begins cranking up. As Melio, you hop on to try and get to ZD, who's on the drawbridge. And so is Kimmin. And there's a slow click, 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 click. As a chain begins pulling back up to pull this drawbridge up. Is it just going to pull us all inside then? Yes. It would, yes. But... But we would be stuck. Yes, that which would not be great. And also, I assume it is separating us from our compatriot who is bleeding out. It would also do that, yes. But Melio, you're moving, and you said you're moving towards the bones. What are you doing once you get there? Yeah. I'm moving the bones off of... I think between what I assume is the two of you, I'm not going to have you guys roll for this. Yeah. You can slowly remove a few bones so that he can free himself. Yeah. In the meantime, Kimmin, you're fucked up, and you're bleeding out, and your companion just ran past you to go help your other companion. What do you do? Melio, Melio. <laughs> I'll yell over my shoulder as I'm lifting these bones. What? I need magic. Ugh, what do you mean? I look at my leg like putrefying is the word I wanted. Hanging on by a thread. Nothing. All right, cool. When you say nothing, let's have that cinematic moment. ZD, you have the brunt of the weight underneath you and you can shove it off. And I run over to you, Kimmin. As you're saying nothing, and you seem to get despondent with time. Yeah, my leg's rotting off. Ah, fuck. Use the ballista! Get him off! Get him off! Like, yeah, I don't don't need a fucking tourniquet. Like, this is- I'm fucking poisoned, right? Like- This one might be painful. (laughs) And I- as you cough up, you see my hand, it just has this growth coming out of it, and these weird tendrils off the top of it. This is what they did to the ones that would die. And then I just shove it in your mouth and you feel like tendrils just go all inside your body. I'm telling the story of how Pythian overlords would resurrect their demons. Oh no. What could happen here, (laughs) Zach? (laughs) I don't know. I love it. Um, But yeah, Pythian overlords would reach through time and space their hand. It fills your body with Pythian energy and heals all your wounds. 
Hurricane art is what I'm trying yeah, to do. Yeah, you're doing it. This is going to be a hell of a miss. Thank God I got this cut on my cheek. <laughs> Thanks, Zach. Well done, you fucking idiot. <laughs> Piece of shit. You piece of <laughs> shit. No! <laughs> no way! You fucking, you fucking asshole. Oh, shit. Uh, that's a, is I that a six? A, I rolled a, a four. Okay, in, well, at least the plus cut. one is a five. It would have been a six. All right, I, well, the cut didn't matter. That's really all I wanted to know here. Failing is fine. We know. I'm an ink thing. No, you're not an ink thing. No. He used ink to invoke a Pythian that. ritual. Let's be clear. Yeah. Yes. <sighs> I did right. do that. I did. That one's on. Hey, that one's on me. Nathan, I have a very clear idea for this, but I need you to be cool. As with long it. as it heals me to full first, that's fine. Oh, oh it'll heal you <laughs> full, brother. <laughs> no, yeah. I, I think we're on the same page. Go on. Hey, what's up? My name's Earl. <laughs> Is that it? That's it. Oh, he's just a fucking barbarian now. <laughs> yeah, you can handle it mechanically however you want to with playbooks and such. You are an empty vessel, Kimmin. Your soul has been extracted from your body, and then your friend just accidentally invoked a Pythian ritual, enabling your physical form to be possessed by a Pythian. What are we calling these things? Body walker, basically. Yeah, it's like a... Infiltrator? Ooh, that's a good one. Infiltrators, yeah, exactly, right? I think infiltrator is the word I used before. A Pythian infiltrator, right, which is how we actually introduced the concept of Pythia, so this was off podcast, where you played a barbarian, Earl, which was a Pythian infiltrator inhabiting the body of a physical specimen, right? <laughs> if you're not cool with that, because it radically changes Kimmin as a character and what you've been doing this whole time... 100% totally fine. I'll come up with something else. It's very easy for me to come up with things here. What well, if... What if... I, I, we can... Oh, um, Ryan, go ahead. I also say, have options. We, I also we, have ideas. We, we all have the same idea, but Ryan, go ahead. Instead of it being that like you're an empty vessel, you're still in there, but there's also something in there with Jackal you. hide? Yes. yes. Yeah, we're all... We're all you like, must have two playbooks. <laughs> well, I don't, I don't know about two playbooks, playbooks but, but yeah. Kimmin's still here... Kimmon's just not attached to his body. Something else has taken his body. Right. That's what it would be. Yeah, no, I mean, it'll be a thing that you guys will realize eventually and then we'll have to handle. Yeah. Or we'll die, but, you know. Yeah, but that's kind of hot. Like, you being butted with that, that's kind of sick. So the idea here is that you could potentially fight to regain control. Yeah, given the proper stimulus, which isn't immediate. Mm. Certainly if your spirit is thrust back into your body, that would be an option. Dying and, like, the proper roles would be the, the easiest way. Easiest. <laughs> sure. But, yeah, is that interesting to you? So, you, you would be a Pythian inhabiting Kimmin's body. No, this seems like a wonderful way for... This seems really consistent with everything that's been happening with this game up to this point. So... <laughs> Fair enough. Am I wrong? Or is like, no, this is exactly where this was going if we were actually mapping a thing out. Right. So, what do you want to do mechanically to handle that? Do you want to change playbooks? Or do you want to stay as the shaman? The idea being, does the Pythian have Kimmin's knowledge or not? Hmm. Oh, no, they don't. That was actually a thing. They don't. So I think you changed playbooks is what that would mean? Yeah, we got ourselves a barbarian, boys. <laughs> <laughs> this is great. It's, it's fucking awesome. Wow, what a fucking roll to fail on. Tell me about it, dude. 
No, it's it's for good. Yeah. Well, again, it was this was where Kim and the story has been yeah, going. Yeah, this is a definite play to find out that just it found out. It all tracks with everything that's happened with Kim yeah. up to this point. Yeah. I have a fucking Eom metal earring for God's sake. I met with a fucking mage of Pythia. Yeah. In no way was this Eom earring a way for it to attach itself and watch you or something. I don't know. Yeah, it's perfect. It's perfect. All right. So, yes, we've established this Pythian entity, this infiltrator, is going to inhabit your body, Kimin. You have the potential to gain control back, depending on how things go. But for now, you will be a Pythian who is attempting to pass, although you will no longer have Kimin's abilities. So we'll change your playbook to suit that later. But I want to finish this scene out, at least, before we worry about that. So, Uruzidi, you're able to get these bones lifted off of you, thanks to Melio's help. Melio, you have healed your companion, Kimmin, to full health. Congratulations. As the leg, I think, stitches itself back together. But it's not ink. It's Pythian magic that stitches your leg back together, leaving a pretty nasty, ugly, weird-looking scar, which I think we can worry about describing a little bit later. But it's definitely a mark on you, right? It definitely looks like a face. Oh, I like that. And the skeletons on top of the walkways above the gate are aiming their ballistae toward the three of you. What do you do? So Urizidi is out from the bones, and I think like his armor has like recompressed. You take care of Kimmin. I'll go get Navarre. I'm trying. Kimmin! Yes. We have to go. Are you okay? Good. Yes. Come on! And I run inside. You're running inside? The keep? Yeah. All right. Kim, in which way do you run? I follow a man yelling at me. What do you do? Go! Yes! Fair enough. So the two of you are running into the city, while Uruzidi, you are running out to grab Navath, right? Yeah. As you approach, Navath coughs off some blood. Uh, uh, I, you can't let me come back. What do I need to do? Take this. Take it. And Navath hands you their bow, which has no string and no arrows. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Knock it. It It will destroy me. Yeah, Urzi nods and point blank points it at Navath's chest and draws back and kills Navath. As you curl your fingers around, this like thin black smoke, almost like screen, forms this string and an arrow appears as you pull back and you loose it into Navath and their breath leaves, their eyes still open, quite dead. Urizidi bends down and closes Navath's eyes and pulls out two coins from his pouch and puts them on her eyes. And then, yeah, I'm going to sprint back through these gates towards where I saw, like, Kimmin and Melio disappear. Yeah. Are you looting Navath? Uh, don't I have these big ballista pointing at me? Uh, that was to get you off the drawbridge. Well, is the drawbridge closing again? Like, am I going to get potentially trapped outside? It is. Yeah, I'm not looting Navath. I got the bow. That's <laughs> fine. All right. Fair enough. Give me the fighter plus strength, I think, to jump up onto the bridge, slide, and, like, you'll, you know... 
It's a five. Oh, no! You go to jump up for it, and it's already raised too high. You're sealed outside of the gate. <laughs> Hold on. I'm going to use my vision. Oh, you got the vision. Yeah, all right. All right. And What are you going to do that's different? Oh, man. Yeah. Uh. Oh, no. I don't kill Navoth. Oh, no. Oh. I take the bow and just run. <laughs> oh, I hate this so much. Oh. You son of a bitch. You are the worst person. <laughs> you are the absolute shits of the earth. Fucking Burberry scarf wearing motherfucker. Fucking. I love Rosita. He's my favorite character. He's maybe that such I've ever a shitbag. This is oh. a Nathan character. That's a Nathan move. That's <laughs> a Nathan. No. That's a straight Nathan move. <laughs> it's so much so far not a Ryan move that I'm my tummy's upset. No, that's a Steve, that's what Steve Buscemi does in this situation, <laughs> yeah. and that's how you know that you did what I wanted to do and you did the wrong thing. Ah. <laughs> Yeah. Why the fuck would you do that? That's beautiful. Give us a clean, dramatic take of you of you saying this, Ryan. I think it's all there. It's okay. our reactions are totally there. Yeah. No, I want the expression in there. I'm leaving it in. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah, that's it. That's the end of the episode. Holy shit! What an asshole! You sick fuck! You are such a piece of shit. I'm at 11 HP, and I'll take Scarred. Oh, sure. <laughs> Let me DM for you. DMs, find yourself players that mark their own debilities. <laughs> You're good. And it's also my the main move of my class. <laughs> yeah. I will also lower my charisma by one. Find players I'm that are absolutely willing to idiot. hinder themselves for your story. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, for for a cool Scarred. For, for our story. Yeah. Yeah, it's not just yours. My story. <laughs> <laughs> I am the Listen, dungeon. I'm the captain. I'm the dungeon master. The dungeon now. <laughs> oh, is this what happens when Gandalf gets the ring? All of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look at this douche. That was that was why he was so fucking worried when Frodo was, like showed it to him. Was he was like, I was an asshole that one time at D and D. I've never, I've never, yeah, I haven't prepared. I don't, I don't have any notes. I can't run this session. Don't give me the ring. <laughs> a dungeon master is never unprepared. He's always exactly as prepared as he wants to be. <laughs> thus, thus, why he sweats when he sees the ring. Here, look at this map I made. It's quite cool. <laughs> that was pretty good. That was pretty good. <laughs> it's quite cool. It's so funny. Oh it's, it's quite cool. It's quite cool. You're about to get impaled on a tusk. You're fully in the grip of this giant. What do you do? Come down. Get impaled with me down here. <laughs> you have so many options to get impaled. <laughs> it's a children's book. Oh, all the places you'll get impaled. 
<laughs> you can get impaled in a moat. Get impaled on a skeleton. <laughs> it's really you can good. Get your head chopped off and have it impaled on a snake. You can become 139 heads on a snake. <laughs> that sounds great. Listen, if I get to mock people for eternity in this hellscape, I'm, I'm gonna. I'm Worst okay. lie. I feel like that's a good end for. Yeah, for sure. yeah. Is a bard truly ever happy except when he's mocking those in power forever? It's literally like, oh, I just get to do vicious mockery for eternity. Yeah, you're getting impaled, homie. He's doing the math, and he's gonna figure out like, you know, basically he's seeing where the. The sword swing goes. Uh, he's trying to like quickly calculate where the the swing is gonna take him. What the fuck is so funny? You add Samoa Joe to the mix. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the numbers don't lie, and it spells disaster for you at sacrifice. You you accidentally invoked the ancient text. Yeah, you activated <laughs> you, you the one nerds. the I knew one it was stupid shit. <laughs> yeah. I can see it in your face. And I, I'm I trying knew. to tell Zach to stop giggling because he's gonna make me start giggling. Then JD starts giggling. I just knew that all three of us were like, Oop, he, math. he invoked the ancient word math. <laughs> <laughs> the math of bodies flying through air there is only one great statistician of this type of algebra and let me tell you brother his name is scott steiner yeah i forgot to describe to mook's uh chainmail headdress <laughs> i'm kind of surprised he doesn't have one Come on, Slick. Make a roll. 